right, we're going to look at something that Gracie looked at, but a different verse. Oops. We're going to look at John chapter 14. And um, I'll get one. Raise your hand if you need a Bible. So John 14, it's, 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 uh, there's a lot in this text. Like this is something, if you guys want to like study something really powerful that you can um, kind of read it over and over and over again. It's uh, John 14, 15, 16. They're like, it's powerful. And um, it begins with don't let your hearts be troubled, which is kind of hard to do, right? Because our hearts are pretty troubled a lot of times by stuff. But Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me, right? So it's like, oh, really? Is that simple, Jesus? You just believe in God and believe in you? Okay, I'll try that, right? But uh, in some ways, it is that simple. It's like we, we take a step of faith and um, we don't, we refuse to let our hearts be troubled and we choose to believe in God and in Jesus, right? But let's start in verse... Um, Well, truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he or she will do also. And what? Wait a minute. Did I read that right? The one who believes in Jesus, the works that he did, we will do also? The same works? Like, wait a minute. The same works, like healing the sick, like... Uh, the Gerasene demoniac, the guy that cut himself and lived in the, in the graveyard, and Jesus cast out the legion of demons into the pigs. So, like, we could do that? Like, raising Lazarus from the dead? Yeah, I mean, this is what Jesus is saying. The one who does, uh, one who believes in him, in me, he says, the works that I do, you will also do. And greater works. Greater works? Yeah, greater works. Greater works than these, they will do. You will do because I go to the Father. Okay, so Jesus goes to the Father, which means that he's with, he's with his Father and our Father. And, and so um, I guess that makes it um, better for us, apparently, according to Jesus. Um, and then, because then he says, whatever you ask in my name, whatever you ask in my name. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do. And now that is a big promise right there of Jesus, isn't it? Whatever you ask in my name. Okay, well, in my name means that in alignment with, with Jesus. Like, um, it's like um, and when we're doing stuff in alignment with his will, which means we, we got to be connected with him. That's um, whatever we ask him and that's, that's in his name, he's going to do for us, Okay. And how do we know that that's true? We only can know by trying it out, by practicing this. We can't do it any other way. We can't really know if it's true unless we do it, okay? So um, then he goes and he repeats himself. He says, if you ask me anything in my name, um, I will do it, okay? Anything in my name, I will do it, okay? And a lot of times it's hard to know what to ask for, right? Um, but... I think God will show us too what that is. Then he says, if you love me, okay, you will keep my commandments. 
Okay, so now it goes the other way. We're asking Jesus to do stuff for us, but then he's saying, oh, by the way, if you love me, if you guys love me, then you're going to do what I, what I tell you to do too. But it starts out, Jesus saying, hey, tell me what to do. Ask me anything in my name. And ask, me any, ask, ask anything in my name. In other words, tell me what to do. But now he's saying, if you love me, you'll do what I tell you too, right? And that's a relationship. That's called a relationship where we don't just ask God for stuff. But we're like on call. We're like ready for the text, the spiritual text to come in, right? God is wanting to, is communicating with us. A lot of times we don't catch it because we're so thick, thick skin, thick headed. I am anyway. I'm, I, I think I accidentally do what God wants me to do a lot of times just because, and then I realized, why wow, didn't I? That must have been what God wanted me to do. That went so well. But I didn't even notice that he was asking me. I just kind of just kind of came into my head. Well, we, we need to learn how God speaks to us, right? A lot of times God speaks to us in ways that um, maybe we don't recognize that it's actually God. Uh, usually, um, if God is telling us something, it's, it, um, it isn't like go steal, uh, you know, that case of beer from Fred Meyer. That's probably not God. Okay, you can tell what God's, if God says like, you know, just gossip about that person. You probably, that's not God, right? So it's like stuff, God's going to tell you to do stuff that isn't going to be bad, right? Isn't going to be like harmful to other people. It's going to be stuff that might be hard for us to do because it goes against our nature. It puts us in a little bit of an uncomfortable place, like apologizing to someone, right? That sucks, man, to have to apologize to someone. Man, I hate that sometimes. Feels good afterwards, but Wow, you don't even know what they're going to say when you apologize. They might give you a list of things that you didn't even know you've done wrong. Right? Okay. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Okay? So Jesus wants us to be doing stuff that he tells us because if we're doing stuff he tells us to do, um, then we're going to see breakthrough. We're going to see people get helped. We're going to see change in our families. We're going to see change in ourselves. Like, and, and so it's important. But he wants it out of love. He doesn't want it out of fear. He doesn't say, if you fear me, you'll do what I tell you. He doesn't say, if you fear me, you'll do what I command you. He says, if you love me, you'll do what I command you. And his, because his commands aren't like orders, kind of like, you know, like um, that are going to make us feel like we're just being controlled. That's not how Jesus is. He's not a control freak. It's more like he'll tell us, do that. Go over there. Like the other day when I was uh, fixing my car at um, kind of right over by the smoke shop that's kind of near the taco shop, taco place on Riverside Drive. You know where that is? There's that really good taco place. And there's a car place. And I was fixing my car. And I and the guy said, come back in two hours. Well, I, I didn't have my car. So I was just on foot. And so I thought, well, this is where a lot of people are using on the streets around Safeway and stuff. I'll just go pray. And I'll walk around. So right away, I thought, cross the street. Because I thought, there's Ace Hardware. Maybe I should go buy some, some screws that I need for my, for my for some project. I forget what it was. So, But actually, God wanted me to cross the street because there's a guy named uh, Jesus who was walking, who I know and some of us know. Um, and I hadn't seen him in like six months. And, but I didn't see him. I just walked across the street. I ran across the street to avoid the cars and stuff. And then there was Jesus walking towards me. And I, he goes, Roberto, you know, hey, what's up? 
I said, Jesus, what's up? And so we had this connection. We ended up having breakfast together. But I think it was God that was telling me, uh, go run over there to Ace Hardware. Or maybe he was just saying, cross the street. And I just thought I needed an excuse to cross the street. I thought I saw Ace Hardware. But that's how God works for me a lot of times. He'll tell me to do stuff, but I, 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 I don't catch it. But we can learn how to hear God's voice, okay? Then Jesus says, so if you love me, you'll, you'll keep my commandments. And I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Wow, so this is getting pretty good. First he says, ask whatever you want in my name, and I'll do it for you. And then um, if you love me, you'll do whatever I tell you. Uh, and then I will ask the Father, and he'll give you a helper. Wow, okay. How many of you need a helper? Ever. Okay. Man, I need a helper in a lot of ways, right? I'm just like, man, I could just use like a full-time helper. Well, God is a full-time helper 24-7. He's better than any employee. The Holy Spirit never sleeps. Okay. So we've got a full-time 24-7 helper in the Holy Spirit. Right? That's why he's called holy, because he's totally different than any kind of helper we could ever find. The word holy means different. Other strange foreign kind of not like a normal helper. So um, if you will, I will ask the Father, he'll give you free, free to free, freely. You don't have to pay for it, right? Who gets help for free? Okay, we got it from Steve putting in our espresso machine. Okay. Um, that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth. Okay, it's the spirit of truth. Uh-oh, that's kind of scary, the spirit of truth. Do we want truth? Do we want truth? Sometimes I don't think I want the truth. The truth hurts. Have you heard that expression? The truth hurts. Why does the truth hurt? Because it, we have to face stuff. Okay. So um, this is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Okay. Well, why can't the world receive it? Okay. Um, because it doesn't see him or know him. But you know him. Oh, we do? What are you talking about, Jesus? Well, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's talking about himself. He's like the spirit of truth. And he was on the planet at that time. And so he's telling his disciples, look, you know him. Um, he's with you. It's me. Okay, but then he says, look, I will send the spirit of truth because he's going to leave. And then we're going to be without him walking around on Fairhaven Street and coming into 701 East Fairhaven, he's going to be through the Holy Spirit. That's how we get him with us, is through the Holy Spirit, right? And that's the spirit of truth. So let me just read you something from Isaiah, or Psalm 51. Um, this is a prayer, and it's about um, truth. This is a super powerful prayer that if ever you need to make things right in your life, read Psalm 51, pray it. It says, be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my sins. Wash me thoroughly from my crimes and cleanse me from my sins. For I know my crimes and my sin is ever before you, me. Against you, only you have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified when you speak. In other words, you're right on when you tell me the truth about myself and blameless when you judge. Then he goes on and says, um, verse six, behold, you desire truth in the innermost being. 
and in the hidden parts, you will make me know wisdom. So the depths of who we are, that's where God wants truth. And I wanted to ask Lorinda to come up here because step four and five in Alcoholics Anonymous and CA and all the different groups, there's, um, this is all about truth, right, Lorinda? Yeah. Step four, make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Admitting to God, to ourselves, and to another human, uh, another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Why is that important for recovery? Remember, can you come up here closer? Well, because usually, if you're a drug addict and you're using out in the streets, you are doing nothing but um, destruction. So, like. You know, you just rob and steal and manipulate and rob and steal and manipulate to get your drugs. And um, you also, you know, are mad at your family because your family is ignoring you. And so wherever you go, you leave this um, pretty wide range trail of destruction. And so when you get into recovery, that stuff doesn't go away. And in all actuality, when you put down the drugs and alcohol and you're not stoned anymore, then you're going, wow, I said that to my dad or, you know, I stole that credit card from my, you know, brother or whatever, you know, and those are things that you need to get rid of. You need to clear your conscience and um, thank God, you know, by doing the fourth step and making us Oh, come over here a little bit more. Making a searching and fearless moral inventory um, means that you get to uh, wipe away all of that. You get to clear your heart and clear your mind. And, you know, the fourth step for me was um, 128 people in two notebooks and six columns that I carried around in my friggin' trunk for fear that my husband would see it. And um, I carried it around for about a year. And um, when I was finally ready to complete it and read it, what also helped me was we always asked God to be there with me when I read it out loud, like a confessional, but you also learned about what was my part in it. You know, it wasn't just all these people, you know, that did bad things to Lorinda. It was like, I played a part in it and what was my part? And so anyway, that's the fourth step. How did you feel after you um, brought all those things into the light? So the instruction is, my sponsor said, when you're all done, you go to the, um, you go to your room or you go somewhere quiet and you just be with God for at least an hour. And for me, it was like 48 hours. I felt like I was on Valium. I am not kidding you. I'm like, I thought I was on drugs again. I was like, I was so calm, like nothing riled me up and nothing you know and I had two kids I had a teenager at home you know Jason and I had a little girl that was rambunctious and a husband that was demanding and I was just like everything is just like so good so confessing was better than drugs yeah 
Yeah, definitely. Because I got to see my part. I got to learn about why I did the things that I did. Um, and I got to get rid of it and I got to take it all off my chest, you know, and I didn't make the direct amends because that's in the ninth step. And I only did the fifth step, which was read it to God and to another human being, the exact, the exact of my wrongness. But yeah, it was pretty good. I okay. liked it. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, I've got, um, I've got all the times that the word truth is visible it happens in the gospel of john for your notes so we're going to go through a couple of them because it's pretty cool the word truth is a big is really important um because truth is about like being able to face the truth of our own brokenness but truth is not just that it's also it's also like how god sees us like um as he loves us and, and that's true he sees true things about us that are good Right, really good. And a lot of times we we don't because we we're so focused on the negative, we don't even notice um, and we don't even listen, learn to listen for the good. Where God says, "Man, um, Ernest is an artist. You're an artist, Ernest. You know, um, you have an eye for art. You know, for beauty. And I and God has put that in you, right? Like truth is also like positive stuff that we we need to hear from God and and. Truth is also positive stuff that God might give us to say to another person, like what I just said to Ernest. Like truth is uh, is is speaking uh, good things, beautiful things. Um, you know, like preaching, like um, you know, when we preach the gospel, when we communicate about the scriptures, we're touched, we're tuning into truth, and it, it feels good to hear the truth, doesn't it? And and so truth is not just like, oh man, I'm a bad guy who robbed all those car stereos from, you know, Safeway parking lot or whatever in the middle of the night, um, all those cars off to the side there. I'm sorry about that, God, <laughs> or whatever, right? Um, it's not just about that, but that's part of truth is facing our wrongdoings, right? But anyway, so I'm going to pass around these. So, um, so I'm just going to look at a couple of these. Well, before I look at that, I want to read a little bit more. So J Jesus says, um, the spirit of truth, he's going to, I will ask the father, he'll give you another helper. And that word helper can mean defender. Sometimes we need defender, a defender, don't we? And the word helper is the same word in, in the Bible as defender. Um, and so it's kind of helper defender. It can be, it means both things, right? How many of you have ever felt like you needed someone to defend you who was, who was good at it? Okay. Like God. Okay. It's God who's the, the defender and he's good at it because God knows how to defend us successfully. He's not like a, an attorney or something who is ripping us off. Um, okay. So I'm going to give you a helper that he'll be with you forever, forever. Like we get a helper defender who's 24 seven assigned to us. Yes. Okay. That's, that's why it's critical that we don't let this, the, the enemy mess with our heads and tell us lies and say, you've screwed up. He's gone. 
You know, he, the Holy Spirit left because you, you were bad, because you, uh, you committed this act, because you doubted, because you, no, that's not true. God um, gives us a helper um, who's with us all the time, even when we're messing up, okay? 24-7 helper. And so we got we to gotta learn how to combat the, the, our brains, you know, the, the, the bad thoughts in our heads that try to destroy that truth, okay? Uh, and but the spirit will help us, okay? Um, because um, spirit of truth in the world cannot receive because it doesn't see or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. So he's in us. I will not leave you as orphans, Jesus says. I will come to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you'll see me. Because I live, you will live also. So we're going to see him, but not in the flesh. Like we're going to see him in a spiritual way, Jesus is saying, right? And it's and the reason that I know that it's not the word uh, that is the Greek word for seeing in the natural, but it's more the Greek word for seeing in a contemplative way, like seeing spiritually, spiritual seeing. You know, you will see me spiritually. Okay. Um, um, Jude is not Iscariot. Oh no, he says, the one who has my commandments and keeps them. Um, is the one who loves me, okay? He reminds us that it's not about fear of punishment. It's about love. We love God. We love Jesus. So we want to know what he has to tell us to do and what he wants to say to us. Like maybe he says, forgive yourself, Lorinda, or, you know, Briggs, forgive yourself. Don't hold all that guilt upon yourself. Like confess it and then let Jesus forgive it and then forgive yourself. He might tell you something like that. Like forgive yourself. Stop getting down on yourself. Or you might say, or he might tell you, confess your sin. Don't just deny it. Don't be in denial. Don't try to justify yourself. Just speak it out. Just say, oh, I screwed up. Or, uh, or he might tell you to call somebody and tell them that you appreciate them. Or who knows what, right? It could, it's, it could be so many things. It could be anything. And so we want to be learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because if we're led by the Spirit, our life is going to be really a lot more satisfying we're going to see action that actually change in ourselves and changing in people around us so he, so he says um he who has my commandments he or she who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me and the one who loves me will be loved by my father and i will love him and i will disclose myself to him disclose myself to him means reveal show us stuff about himself he's going to show us stuff revelation Revelation is like special truth that God gives us about who he is that's going to, that makes us happy because it's good news, okay? So it's like, wow, that's pretty positive. So the truth is a good thing. So let's just look at some of these verses. Um, could someone read for us the first one, John 1.14? His glory, glory as of the only begotten full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. So that's talking about Jesus. We've seen him and he's full of grace. Notice how it's grace first. Grace means like undeserved love. We get that first and then truth is second. Like truth might be like, like something that hurts because we've got to admit something and turn away from something. Or it could be something positive like you're so beautiful believe it okay right 
What about the next one? Who wants to read John 1.17? For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. So see, we need Jesus really bad because with him we have grace and truth together. First grace, though. I like that. We don't have truth first and then maybe no grace. Like the courts are all about truth. Okay, you screwed up, man. You, you have a bad, you have a dirty UA. You're going to do three days or whatever it is, right? Or, you know, whatever it is, truth, so to speak, doesn't ever usually come with grace. Maybe, maybe it's grace because I'll say three days instead of six days. But I love how Jesus is about grace first, then truth. Who wants to do a number of John 3.21? Those are big words. He who practices the truth comes to the light. That's like what Lorinda was talking about, fourth and fifth steps. The one who practices the truth, we're not afraid to walk in the light. And just to just be like, God, show me my hidden sin. You know, help me to admit that and be truth, truth, a truth speaker about who I am. Right. And that's, that's humility. That's how we become humble people is by just being willing to, to like, come to the light. Um, the one who practices the truth comes to the light. And um, okay, what's the next one? Uh, John 4, 23. But an hour is coming and now is when the true worshiper will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshiper. God is spirit and those who worship him will worship in spirit and truth. So we worship God in spirit and in truth. And that's why scripture is so important. The Bible is so important because that's the source of truth, right? Like that's why it's the spirit, like the great spirit, but we need the truth and the spirit together, word and spirit. Okay. Um, who wants to read John 5, 33? You have sent to John and he has testified to the truth. So John is like a prophet. A prophet is someone who testifies to the truth. How about John 8, 32? You will know the truth. The truth wow, the truth will make you free. Sweet. Okay, I want to be free. And so there's more of these. Okay, there's there's a huge huge number of texts. Um, let's turn to the other side and look at John 16, 30, 13. Who wants to read that one? But when he, the Spirit of Truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will disclose to you what is to come. Okay. Um, and then who wants to do First John 1 6? If we, if we say that we have worshiped him and that walking, we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness in other words like we're saying hey yeah i'm good with god god and me are tight everything's cool but then um you know we we're walking in darkness you know we're doing dark deeds right then actually we're lying and we're not practicing the truth but then how about verse eight if we say that we have no sin we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. 
Okay, verse 9, you don't have it here, but it says, but if we confess our sins, if we admit them, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, which is so cool. So admitting is just a way that we get free. Okay, so anyway, you guys can look these over. And um, I just want to close by, um, by just inviting us to, to just pray. Because, you know, God wants us to be people that are like um, humble and um, humbly confessing our, our own sin, our own brokenness, but then also being able to agree with the good things that God tells us and being able to speak truth to each other, right? And truth to, speaking truth to each other isn't just that, like, I'm just going to tell you like it is, you know, it's not like just confronting. No, it's like, I'm going to tell you like it is, man, you, you rock. You are just one, you know, um, whatever, positive, you know, like we can say positive things. Like, what's the best thing that someone could say to you as a detox worker at Skagit Detox? Linda? What is the best thing? If someone was to tell you something that, was, that would really make your day. Um, I had one guy say to me yesterday, can you make a copy of the application for the clean sober houses? I'm so excited. I'm going to start my life all over again. And he's only like, he's like in his 20s, you know. But he was really genuinely excited about starting his life. Okay, so that's like someone who's agreeing with some that there's hope. Yeah. Like when we hear God's word to us, it can spark hope in us, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, let's pray. So God, I just pray we would, uh, we want to receive you, Holy Spirit, Spirit of truth. Thank you that you want to say good things to us. Um, you want to build us up. You want to defend us. You want to encourage us. Uh, we, 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 we're not, we don't want to be afraid of the light, of walking in the light. We ask that we would be fearless in, in confessing our own brokenness and receiving forgiveness from you. And help us to have courage to, to really uh, encourage one another based on truth. And Jesus, thank you that you say we can ask anything in your name and you give it to us. But that also you say, if you love me, you'll, you'll, you'll do what I tell you. Help us to be able to learn to to listen for what you want us to do as some as an act of love and not just as an act of compliance or, or avoiding punishment or something help us to learn how to to do what you want us to do out of love and uh, just show us and remind us of this in jesus name amen